Can you hear me now? Okay, good, good. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. And John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with wild animals, and the angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come. It has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Thank you, you may be This summer, there is um, an evangelist coming to Old Saybrook. Uh, not one of the churches. He, he's coming to the, to the Connecticut River, where the river empties out into the Long Island Sound. And, um, and, and he's a great preacher, I hear. He's going to be preaching a powerful message of repentance. And, and, and people are really excited about his coming. Um, we're going to be meeting at the church the 1st of June, June and, and we're going to be walking to Old Saybrook. Of course we're going to be walking. Um, of course, I mean, what are you going to do? Ride a donkey? No, no of, of course you're going to be walking. It's about 50 miles. 
Uh, and it's kind of a long walk for some of us, so we're probably going to be sleeping alongside of the road, and it's okay. The, the women will be in one group, and the men will be in another group, and we're going to keep an eye on each other, and, 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 and that'll be fine. And we're probably going to be stay there two or three days, uh, because, you know, you can go a long walk like that. You've got, you've got to listen to this guy. And, and, and then we're going to be walking back home, and, and who's in? Oh, I only see one hand. Well, uh, that must suggest that there's a difference between the environment of what's going on now than there was at the time of John the Baptist. Well, uh, let me explain. Um, John the Baptist was preaching down by the riverside and they, there, there were no worship bands. Um, th there was no kids programming. Uh, it was just John the Baptist and his powerful message of repentance. And... Uh, so you might wonder why, because, because our text, and we just read it, said that all Judea went to hear him. Uh, in fact, all of Jerusalem went to hear him. Um, if you read Luke's account, the, the opening chapters of Luke, you'll read that, that that all the people came and, and, and it says uh, they asked questions of John the Baptist. Well, what should we do? Well, if you're going to repent, that's a good question. What should we do? Share. If you have two of something and you have a neighbor in need, share. And the people must have said, yes! <laughs> you know what's amazing? Even the tax collectors showed up. And they said, well, what should we do? Duh! Deserve. And the people must have cheered on them. They must wild over that suggestion. Because that was a problem. The tax collectors would come and be knocking on people's doors. And if they were supposed to collect $500, they would demand $1,000. And if you don't pay up, we're going to send you to jail or worse. You know who else showed up? <laughs> Roman soldiers. Yeah, whenever, whenever there was a large gathering of people, oh, the Roman soldiers showed up because they needed to keep the Pax Romana, the Roman peace. There would be no 
people gathering together to start some sort of a rebellion against them. No, 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 no. The soldiers were going to be there. And you know what they asked? What should we do? <laughs> Stop extorting. Stop taking your, your, your sword and putting it in people's belly and demanding money from them. Be content with your wages. Oh, the people must have cheered. That was a problem. I mean, everybody showed up. Why? Only one of you would have showed up. Why? Why was he such a popular preacher? It was because of his message. Repent. That, that, that needs some explanation too. In the days of John the Baptist, things were terrible. The Jewish nation was in serious, serious, serious trouble and everybody knew it. Oh, and it wasn't new. The Jewish nation had been in trouble for 600 years. If you go back, and I'm going to use ballpark figures here, if you go back about 600 years, 586 actually, Babylon overthrew Jerusalem and dragged all the people out of the city and made them go live in Babylon. So they were just pawns in the powerful hands of the Babylonians. Well, that lasted about 70 years. And then Persia overthrew Babylon. Good. So they were allowed to go back to their homeland. Wonderful. But Persia, don't, don't misunderstand this, Persia was still the power. Oh, and uh, a couple of hundred years later, Greece overpowered Persia. That's why the New Testament was written in Greek. Greece was the power house. And the, and the Judeans, the people of Jerusalem, the, the Jewish nation was a pawn in their hands, treated terribly by some of the Greeks. And then about 100 years before Jesus Rome conquered Greece. And they came in and they would, they sent troops into the city of Jerusalem to keep the Roman peace. 
This was a problem. If you were a Jew, this was a serious problem. It was a problem politically. They hated being a pawn in the hand of some superior power, but it was also a theological problem. They considered themselves to be the people of God. God was to be king. And if God is king, that means everybody is subservient to that king and to the kingdom. They could hardly wait for the kingdom of God to come. And it was going to happen. The prophets prophesied of it. The Messiah was going to come. The king was going to come. The king. Jerusalem didn't have a king, not a real king. <laughs> Oh, they had this guy, Herod, who wanted to be called king. And so he paid off the Romans so he could have the title king of the Jews. <laughs> what a pathetic situation. But the faithful Jews knew God was about to act. You could feel it in the air. People talked about it on the streets. God was about to come. God was going to send his Messiah, but not yet. Somebody had to come and prepare the way. Somebody had to tell all of the Jews to repent. Yeah. Because only when God's people repent would then God send his Messiah and cause the Jewish nation to rise. They could hardly wait. And there was some thought that maybe God would send Elijah. You remember him? He was the great prophet that never died. He just was taken up into heaven. So it was thought that God was going to send Elijah. And it's happening. 
The Jews were sure of it. It was happening. It was happening right now, down by the Jordan River. There was a guy named John, and he was preaching. Oh, the powerful message of repentance. Oh, my goodness. And he even looked the part. He wore camel's hair. Nobody wears camel's hair these days. He looked the part. And he was preaching a strong message of repentance. And everybody knew that's exactly what we need here. That's exactly what we need. Everybody has to be. You can't expect God to come. You can't expect God to send his Messiah unless you repent. It was exactly what we need here. And this was not to be missed. If you have animals at home that need to be taken care of, you better hire somebody to come and take care of them because you need to be down by the Jordan River. You need to hear this and plan on being baptized. Baptized? What's that? If you read the Old Testament, there's nothing there about baptism. Oh no. Baptism developed in that period of time known as the intertestamental period. The time between the writing of Malachi and the coming of Jesus, a period, a lengthy period of nearly 400 years. And during that period of time, there were some people who so admired the Jews that they wanted to become a part of them. You could become a Jew. You had to go through extensive training. You had to learn what the Torah was all about. And then after extensive training, you needed to be washed. You needed to go down to the river and be immersed in the water and be totally washed. And then when you come out, you better put on white clothes or something because you are now a new person. You're not the pagan that you used to be. You are now one of God's people. That developed during the intertestamental period. And it was for converts. John was preaching a message of repentance and he was telling the Jews to repent and if you're serious, come and be baptized. And 
then, maybe then, God would send the Messiah. Well, they were right, except for one thing. The Messiah would not be just for the Jews. I'll give you an example. When Jesus was ministering, he did not go to Jerusalem to do most of his work. Instead, he was in Galilee. Some people called it Galilee of the Nations. Oh, there were Jews living up there. Small conclaves of Jews, and they had their synagogues. But there were so many other people living in Galilee. Huh. There's a story of Jesus in Mark chapter 5, of Jesus going across the lake into the regions of the Gerasenes. And there was a, a naked man running around in the cemetery screaming. Oh, he was frightening because he had been possessed by the evil spirits. When he encountered Jesus, Jesus cast out the spirits and sent those spirits into the pigs, which then ran off into a nearby lake and drowned themselves. Oh, this... This is not a Jewish thing, and not raising pigs. Very Gentile. And Jesus gathered around him 12 Jewish disciples. He ministered in the synagogues. He, he, he was focusing on the Jewish people, but it was so much more than that. When he finally went to Jerusalem, and this is the way Mark tells the gospel, he goes to Jerusalem near the end of his ministry. He goes there not to sit on the ancient throne of David and to reign in the palace there, he goes to Jerusalem to be beaten and to be crucified. Oh, he would be crowned king with a crown of thorns.
And on the cross, he would cry out, God, forgive them. That's what they didn't understand in the days of John the Baptist. This Jesus that John prophesied, the Messiah would come and he would die for the sins of the world 2,000 years ago for them for the sinners a thousand years ago for us sinners in 2023 that's why he came. In other words, he came for you and me. All of those who are willing to repent, all of those who are willing to turn to God and say, forgive me, you, me, your neighbors, your family, everyone. Let's pray. Jesus, we are not worthy of such grace, of such mercy, of such love. Forgive us of our sins. As we bow now where we are in our seats, come, come, forgive us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And because Jesus came to save all, we as Christians 
follow the Great Commission and go into the world. And we spread the word and we baptize in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And today, we have the privilege of sending off one of our mission teams to the Dominican Republic. They'll be leaving on January 6th. And I would like to call any who are here from that team forward, along with the deacons, Pastor Bill. And we're going to give them a send-off prayer. John, you want to tell us who's going from the church? Good morning. So we, there, are, there are four of us here now, but there are six going from our, our church. The four of us here are May, Alice, Kathy, myself. Cindy Rosati, who is watching online. Hi, Cindy. Is, um, is home, um, and she'll be going also on uh, Saturday. And also Randy MacArthur. And then there are 49 others, so there are 55 total going. We will have the oldest, no offense, missionary in the history of the 34 years we've been going to the DR. Alice is uh, yeah. so She was on the first trip 34 years ago, and we'll be going back. Amen to that. Let's, let's, uh, let's stand and let's pray for this team. Oh, Heavenly Father, how wonderful it is to be able to share your word with those around the world. We thank you for this team who are willing to go and serve you in the Dominican Republic. We pray for their safety as they travel, for their safety as they do your work. We thank you for the many hands who are gathering together and we thank you for each and every person. Um, we do especially thank you for the dedication that Alice has to this team and has had for 34 years. Oh Lord, for, for John as he leads, and Amay, and just the whole team, Lord, keep them safe. May your word be heard and may your work be done. We love you, and we lift this team up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
life, the ups and downs. Joy comes from a consistent and focused relationship with Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8. I'm about to close out here. I'm going to turn it back over to Kathy, and she's going to... I don't know what she's going to do. <laughs> 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. Aren't you? Do you know anyone who's living this level of life? Joy unspeakable. Full of joy. Do you know anyone? How do we live a focused life in Christ? Verse 14, and then I'm, I think I'm done. Kathy, is that okay? <laughs> John 15, verse 14. Watch this. You are my friends if you do what I command. God expects our obedience. He expects it. He doesn't just want us to obey. He demands that we obey. Wow. What kind of life are you living? It is a, is a life that counts. Is Jesus Christ the focus of your life? That means that everything you do centers around him. Everything. I'll close with this one sentence. Christianity, a Christian, disciple, follower of Jesus, is not a part-time life, a sometime life. It is not. It's an all-time life. It's a surrendered life. Giving up of self. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, that is the cry of our hearts this morning. Your people calling. In repentance, forgive us of our self-righteousness, of our pride, of our disobedience, a selfish life that, Lord, we come before you this morning with one desire upon our hearts, and that's living a focused life in you and through you. Lord, I pray, and this is a bold prayer, whatever it takes, Lord, in the life of your people, professing Christians, your church, whatever it takes to bring us to our knees. and live 
a life centered on you. Put it before us, Lord. Put it before us. And in making that statement, I see one person. I see Jesus Christ. And then I see the power of the Holy Spirit working upon those that are within the sound of these words, this prayer, whether it be in this building or online. Specifically, people online. You're welcome in the house of the Lord. Don't make him a life of convenience. God is calling us to be one in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit moves within those that have been listening, those that have ears to hear. And the Holy Spirit moves them before your throne, on their knees, in repentance. and a desire to abide, to remain in you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Please stand, respond to how God has spoken to you this morning, whether you be here physically or you're visiting us online. There are people online that will respond to you in prayer, information giving. Whatever it may, you may need in your life this morning, you can find it in Christ Jesus. Kathy?